Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Got a hotel, casino, and spa. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With so much uncertainty in the world today, you may find yourself wondering, is now even the right time to retire? And so many people are waiting, and those folks are going to be waiting a really long time, I hate to say, because there's no perfect time. The market is always unpredictable and volatile. Fortunately, Jim Cipriati has been helping get people to, through, and beyond retirement for over 25 years. Each week, he wants to help give you that freedom to retire. Listen to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriati, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday afternoons at 5 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. New Year's resolutions are easy to make and hard to keep. So why not make a New Year's renovation instead and start with a new kitchen or bath project with New Year's savings from Colonial Marble and Granite. Right now, get a fully installed new kitchen countertop of $19.99 or more for 20% off with $0 down and 0% interest. So get renovating. This year won't be new for long. Sale ends January 29th. Restrictions apply. See colonialmarble.net for details. Start 2024 by building stronger financial roots with First Harvest Credit Union. Open our growth savings account and earn as high as 3.5% annual percentage yield while enjoying flexible access to funds. Want more reasons why we're a better place to grow? Check out our competitive certificate and IRA specials as well. Visit firstharvestcu.com or your nearest branch to open your account or to get details. First Harvest Credit Union, serving the Delaware Valley for over 84 years. Membership restrictions apply, insured by NCUA. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli all right, Friday snow day, kids. The rumors are that Senator Tim Scott is going to endorse former President Donald Trump any moment now. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis may be giving a press conference in New Hampshire. What will he be saying? We are monitoring all of this for you on a busy pre-New Hampshire Friday. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I may have mentioned yesterday, and forgive me if I forgot to mention it, but I was on Fox News yesterday. I was on America's Newsroom with Dana Perino, my buddy, and also with my other buddy, Jennifer Savano from the Commonwealth Foundation, and she joins me now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD as we reunited the band together yesterday. Reunited the band. How are you, buddy? 
Hello? Oh, are you there? There I am. Okay, I didn't hear you first. We're reunited again. I know we should. Dynamic duo here. I know. Well, I, I told Fox News, I said, look, if you want me, you get Stefano. That's how it works now. That's how it works. I love it. I, that's how I, I'm going to do it, too. I'm like, look, I need Zioli. Okay, <laughs> people with names ending in vowels right here. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, we were on there yesterday chatting about homelessness in Philadelphia, which is an absolute mess. And uh, Dana asked me a question about the new mayor. Do, what, what do I put her chances of success at? I gave my answer. What do you? But I want to ask you, Jennifer Stefano. What What is your? What, what do you give the new mayor of Philadelphia her chances of success? What do you think? So I think it's dependent on one very important factor that is is hard to measure, um, and you know it when you see it. And that's how courageous she wants to be. Um, Cheryl Parker has no loyal opposition, no traditional loyal opposition, right? The Republican Party, there are a lot of really great people in Philadelphia that are Republicans and trying to lead, but it's largely not a factor in challenging Parker, okay? Um, There's a lot of good people there trying to do their best, but largely it's not, right? So she is she going to take on the radical left-wing elements of the Democratic machine in the city of Philadelphia, whose ideas and policies and postures and attitudes and protests are destroying and undermining that city. From the working party to the teachers unions and others, like, is she going to go after them? Because I'll tell you another Democrat who did this, who took on the unions, Ed Rendell. When Ed Rendell came into office, he took over the unions and he renegotiated all their contracts. He was very courageous. And I think that's why he was so popular and successful. But, you know, Rich, uh, courage is in short order these days. Yeah, very, very well said. And I liked everything that the mayor had to say in her inauguration speech. I also like the fact that she's empowering the new police commissioner. I I like all the things that she's saying about law and order and public safety, because I do think it's at the top of the list. The point that I was making yesterday was, but you have the Larry Krasner problem. I mean, much like American cities across the country, we have a progressive kook prosecutor who does not want to go after criminals. That's right. That's right. And I think what, what, what I say to that is, you know, Sherelle Parker has to do more than just talk a good game, okay? She addressed all these problems, all these concerns. Great. She's empowering the police chief. And as, and talking to a lot of cops down in Philly, she has a pretty positive relationship with, with you know, the beat cops, with the guys not in the political appointee positions, but actual cop cops, right? She has good relationships um, with them. But she's got to put some real um, policy power behind it. However, when it comes to Krasner, where she does not have the power he's elected, and she should be out on her bully pulpit going after him. It is her job to make him what he already is, which is public enemy number one. This guy is an enormous problem. He is why so many people are suffering. Why? And, and if you do not have a consequence for committing murder, uh, more murders can happen. And even though crime rates are actually returning to normal levels, you know, pre-COVID, although normal is not good. There's still hundreds of murders in Philadelphia. So she can't just ride on, well, things are sort of getting better. She's got to point out how dangerous Krasner is for people just feeling empowered to commit crime because they know they're not going to get in trouble. That's true. I mean, that's a great point you make. Jennifer Stefano is with me, executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation. She also writes a column for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, the only sensible mind over there. And, of course, we were on Fox News together yesterday on America's Newsroom with Dana Perino. That was actually fun. We took a lot of pictures in the uh, in, in the in the studio. So we, we're in Philly doing the, the shot, and we're in separate rooms, and they have – it's not like a green screen. It's a monitor behind us with a backdrop of Philadelphia. So Jennifer and I took a bunch of pictures in front of the, of the monitor. That, that actually was my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Oh, it was super fun. I, we were having such a blast. It was so fun. And I said, do we, do we, do you and I, Rich, really care and love giving our opinion and weighing in on the news today? Yes, we do. But do we also love to stay by in the studio and do a bunch of super fun, hilarious selfies? Yes, we also love that. Yeah. You know, we're giving so much to the world when we do those things. And do we like wearing makeup? Yes, we do. Yeah. I certainly do. And I don't like, you know, don't worry too much, Rich. You're going to start competing with me. I'm going to start feel bad. You know, my mother already, you're already my mother's favorite. (laughs) Well, I just, I don't know. I was was watching my frown lines. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a couple of Botox shots. 
<laughs> yeah, right. All right. You don't need them. You look perfect for TV or radio. But it was fun. Sure. Look, I love Fox. They're really good to us. You know, Fox has always been very good to me. I've been going on there for years. Dana is a lovely friend. And But what I really appreciate is how much they care about what's going on in Philadelphia. Uh, if only the politicians cared as much and, and could see that their ideas and progressive ideas are destructive. You know, yeah. you could be a good person and become convinced, hey, progressive ideology, I think that's the best way, right? Like, people thought at the end of World War II, communism was going to be a better way to make sure there were never any Nazis, right? They were good people. They were decent. But once you start to see the results and the, the horror uh, of these things, you, you'd think some people would say, hey, this is going really bad. We have to stop. But there doesn't so- seem to be a lot of mind-changing on the left. No, and and I think I think they're getting worse. I mean, this appointment by Biden of this judge, this nomination to the third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals is very concerning. Um, Now, the not the guy's name, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Adil Manji. Yeah, I I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure Mangy. how you say it, but I'll go with you. Adil right, Henry just came in my ear and said, "Mangi." Henry, what did you YouTube that? Mangi. That's how uh, Senator Kennedy said it. Okay, Mangi. All right, okay. Adil Mangi. Okay. Thank you. Um, this yeah, is a this bad is, dude. This is a problem. This is very under the radar right now. Um, he would have, this man would have a lifetime appointment to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, a lifetime appointment. But here's the deal. This is a man that has supported and sat on the board of a group over at Rutgers Law that is nothing short of anti-Western, anti-Semitic, and anti-American. I mean, on the anniversary of 9-11, um, this Mangi is hosting an event that has a, that, that's featuring a speaker that has called for infatata against the United States. Like, calling for the undermining and overthrowing of our government, the murder of our officials, and this guy is hosting him. I mean, I, I really feel that there is this sort of a person like this does not belong in power in the United States. Does he have the right to exist here? You know, if he's a citizen, fine. Does he have the right to have an expressive view that he would admire terrorists? Fine. That's under free speech. But you want to give him authority in our justice system? And here's the problem. The Democrats knew this. Uh, so they're calling it on the part of Republicans trying to, to, to say something about it, that it's Islamophobic to um, be against um, this judge because he's a Muslim, not against him because he's a Muslim. I'm against him because he is for apparently people who want to hurt the United States and oversaw a center at the law school that is nothing short again of anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-Western. And I don't want those people in charge. Like they can be here. They can say what they want. You, they should not be in charge of any branches of our government. Yeah, you know, it's uh, this piece in the Washington Times that I read, too. It said during Mr. Mangi's tenure, the center engaged in activities and hosted events criticized for propagating anti-Israel hatred, featured speakers with pro-terrorist backgrounds, the involvement of Sami al-Aryan, a convicted felon who pleaded guilty to aiding Palestinian Islamic Jihad, a designated foreign terrorist organization, in a center event is particularly alarming. Palestinian Islamic Jihad is indisputably a terrorist organization known for violent acts against civilians including the October 7th terrorist attack in Israel that killed both Israeli and American citizens. Furthermore, the center's stance on Hamas, another group responsible for the October 7th terrorist attack, is deeply concerning. The center's refusal to condemn such acts and instead frame them as a response to colonial violence and oppression displays derangement in a disturbing bias. Now, Senator Kennedy gave it to him pretty good yesterday at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, but unfortunately, it, it, it seems like this... This nomination may be headed for uh, for an ultimate confirmation by the Senate. Do, do I dare say I have to put some hope here that maybe John Fetterman might object to this? Well, let's hope any any Democrat with a conscience would recognize that you know the people, American citizens, have the right to say what they want. So, if Mr. Mangi wants to sit on the board, by the way, the board, um, the advisory board, is called for security, race, and rights at Rutgers Law School, which is so funny because it's really not for any of those things, right? When you're a pro-terrorist supporting 
organization. You're not for actually security, race, or rights. Um, but but what I would say, you know, the, the disappointing thing is a number of Jewish groups have joined in in calling the Republicans Islamophobic. But that should not, look. I'm allowed to judge what I think is anti-Semitic, and, and I think a lot of what I've seen and read about from this extremist center that Mr. Mangi sat on is, in fact, um, anti-Semitic. I, that is my belief. Um, and while there are Jewish organizations that may support um, this person, I, I don't, and I think it's bad for America because it is everything this, this gentleman has overseen, being on this Rutgers board, has been to look at people who want to just destroy the United States and Western civilization. They are against it. And without that, what are we getting in its place? Well, look at Hamas's charter and the Islamic caliphate. I don't believe in that. That is not how I want to live. So I think we really just have to speak up. And, yeah, you know, let's hope some Democrats do the right thing here. Jennifer Stefano, another issue I wanted to ask you about was um, uh, school choice, obviously very important to the Commonwealth Foundation. Governor Josh Shapiro last week put out a tweet about National School Choice Week, and I had a chuckle because it seems like Josh Shapiro, if there's any issue that he flip-flops more on, it's school choice. Where does all that stand in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? I mean, here's a guy that ran saying he was committed to it. Um, the, the, The Opportunity Scholarship Bill came up, you know, it's come up several times in the legislature. Where do things stand with all that? So we are now gearing up. The the governor's budget address is coming up in a matter of weeks and very much would like to hear him say out loud that this budget session, which will end on June 30th, that this budget session, he, Governor Shapiro, will get lifeline scholarships across the finish line and get the money to follow the children who are most in need in our Commonwealth. That's what I want to hear in his budget address. But I, I tell you, I believe that that there are enough votes and enough power now to get this over the finish line. And I do think you're going to see um, a, a change here. And I think the number one thing that, that schools can do, certainly the Catholic schools in in the city that are serving, um, going into neighborhoods that have no options and opportunities and terrible schools, those Catholic schools, those parents, those teachers, those administrators have to be more vocal. Get those politicians down to those schools. Let those children talk to them about what will happen if these schools falter or don't have enough money. Yeah, that's. I mean, it would be such a wonderful thing to happen. And I, and I personally think, I mean, you talk about the courage of standing up against the unions. And you mentioned Ed Rendell earlier in Philadelphia. If Josh Shapiro stands up to the teachers unions in Pennsylvania and pushes school choice forward, that that will, I think, set him apart from every Democrat in the country. I mean, that that's oh, the play absolutely. here for him without question. Absolutely. Josh Shapiro could be a new type of Democrat, one that, honestly, some moderate Republicans would probably appreciate and want to follow. I mean, there are a lot of people on the Republican side of the aisle, love it or hate it, that really have been completely turned off by Donald Trump, are totally disaffected and and don't really are not particularly proud to be a Republican. And so if you get a moderate, a guy like Josh Shapiro, who comes in and does things that nobody else in his party is doing, and he's the first Democrat in the entire country to get it done, he he could win many Republican votes, just as he did when he got elected to office. But this would put him on the national stage. He would get a lot of national attention for this. And I think this is a man, as you and I know, Rich, has a lot of national ambition. And I think it's it's nothing but a net good, you know, both from a political strategy point of view, but certainly morally to helping those kids. And I always say good policy equals good politics. This, he, could be, he could build his star power off of this. Well, you know, if, if you if you go against the opposite, I mean, the playbook for Democrats when they run nationally is to go super wacko left. But I mean, that lane is is occupied by a lot of different super wacko lefties. So to your point, if you want to win over the no labels crowd, the crowd that hates Donald Trump, if you want to win over the Larry Hogan's of the world and, and, and that type of voter, try a different lane, because the other lane yeah. is, is completely is, is very crowded with people like Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and, and Phil Murphy and others. 
So he could try a different lane. There's no doubt the guy's got ambitions. I mean, the Pennsylvania governor wants to be president. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He came down and, and, and personally saved 95, or at least to listen to him, he did. Um, personally yeah. came down and saved William Penn, if you listen to him, he did anyway. I mean, he wants to do that. So yeah, maybe maybe he'll try something refreshing and, and try to take a playbook uh, page from Bill Clinton's 1992. You know, I'm a different kind of Democrat because it, the Democrat Party right now is viewed by uh, by even by Democrat voters as being freaking nuts. They're nuts. I, I, the, the Democrats have completely lost the plot. They're being led by President Biden, who is who's growing. I mean, look, if you are not concerned for the mental health and well-being of our president, you, you just have no feeling. I mean, the man is clearly struggling and not doing well, not cognitively, not physically. And, and you know, people who hate Republicans and have no alternative and certainly the haters of Trump, they're going to stick with Biden, right? But but I'm I'm telling you, um, the Democrats have lost the plot completely, and this could be such a destructive year for them because you're looking at the reaction to DEI. And by the way, everyone's blaming conservatives for taking down Harvard and you know blowing this up. I wish conservatives were this effective on a regular basis. The fact is, a lot of not conservatives. Uh, are pissed about it too, excuse my French. But so I, I think the Democrats are in big trouble here no matter what. But Shapiro, God willing, he really is a new type of Democrat because, look, there's always going to be Democrats. Better they be more Shapiro-like right now where he seems like he's willing to negotiate and be reasonable rather than just these radicals who, have, have, who are going to run the country into the ground and cost right. us everything. Well, I guess we shall see at his budget address. All right, my friend, always a pleasure. Great being on Fox News with you yesterday. Jennifer Stefano, Executive Vice President of the Commonwealth Foundation. Say hi to your mom for me, please. I certainly will. Rich, thank you so much. You are the best, and I always love listening to you every day. Take care, my friend. See you, Jennifer. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, I'll tell you about Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, my great friends over there. So uh, days like today when the roads are a little bit icy, snowy, and a lot of people are idiots when they drive on roads like this, I'm very grateful that the Volvo keeps me and my family nice and safe and sound. We have two SUVs, the XC40, which is a little bit of a smaller one, and the XC90, which is the big one with the third row, which is great for getting the kids around. A ton of cargo space. But, you know, I used to drive the Volvo S60, and I loved it. I love It's a beautiful sedan. It's made right here in the United States of America. Gorgeous car. And a Cherry Hill Volvo. You have the opportunity to buy an SC60 courtesy vehicle for less than $29,000 right and with less than 5,000 miles these are beautiful cars see they use them for valet service if they need to pick up uh, somebody for their car or they will use them as loaner cars so they're kept in pristine condition have less than 5,000 miles on them and these luxurious sedans are normally way more expensive than that so for less than $29,000 you can drive away in a beautiful beautiful Volvo S60 all-wheel drive keep you nice and safe on the road all the latest technology, you will love it. But go see Cherry Hill Volvo today. You know, we broadcast live every day from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios, and we are grateful for their support. Judith Krupnik is the best, and she and Yosef and the entire team are there for you to make sure that you are happy, to make sure that you are satisfied, to give you the luxury experience that you deserve. So please... Go see them today. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, minutes over the bridge. They are the region's most accessible Volvo dealership. And there's a reason why Cherry Hill Volvo has been in business since Judith's father started the dealership. It's because of their commitment to giving people a great experience. And so now they have to do this big renovation. And to do the renovation, they got to make room for construction equipment. And that's your opportunity to save by getting your hands on one of these Volvo S60s, courtesy cars, less than 29,000 miles, I'm assuming less than 5,000 miles for less than $29,000. It's a great opportunity. Go see them today. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships 
matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. And she's also the vice president of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. She's Philadelphia's own Dr. Victoria Coates. Hello, doctor. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Rich, and welcome to the Winter Wonderland. It's beautiful out, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. The snow is back. The snow is back. Uh, despite climate change, somehow we have snow. It's amazing. It's remarkable. It really is. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. I will tell you, the Coates Labrador uh, twins are extremely excited about it. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, I had to get my son <laughs> off the devices today and say, go outside and play in the freaking snow. Go play in the snow. Do it. Uh, well, I hope you did. I, this morning it was funny because I, 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 I had NPR on for some reason. I don't know why. Sometimes I just uh, will say to uh, that you know weird, creepy robot device, you know, give me an update. And she played a little bit of NPR. And the person made it a point to say that even though it's very cold right now, we can expect warm temperatures next week. Like In other words, I don't think this cold is, is normal for January, okay? Because climate change is still real. It's still going to warm up eventually, all right? It's like they could not wait to just get that point across. It's it's an article of faith for them. And, you know, they keep getting themselves twisted up because, remember, it was global warming and everything was going to get warmer and warmer. Then things got colder and colder and it became climate change. And now it, we've had some warmer weather in the last year or so. You know, we're back to the global warming. You'd think that they'd learn their lesson uh, and and sort of grow some humility that we don't know what's happening with our weather and our climate and that you know these things may be beyond our control so let's let's begin with what biden said earlier today about the houthis they were the houthis houthis you say houthi i say houthi let's call the whole thing off yeah i I actually say houthi because yeah yeah and i actually use houthi because i frequently want to think about hootie and the blowfish because that's how i remember it <laughs> if that's what works listen you know everybody's <laughs> got to have a, a trick uh are they redesignated now as a, as a terror group or what what's the deal with that my my apologies for the weediness of this answer but it is a very technical issue there are two ways the u.s government can make designate you as officially as a terrorist The first is the foreign terrorist organization list, which is under the purview of the uh, the State Department. 
And the second, which was developed after 9-11 by the Bush administration, is as a specially designated global terrorist, and that's SDGT. So folks may be hearing that acronym. That's what it is. And the of the two, the SDGT is the less significant because it is primary, primarily a Treasury Department uh, designation. And so what what we did in the Trump administration is put them on both lists because that's the most powerful thing you can do. That's how you give the most authorities for actions against them. What the Biden administration did did is make them an uh, SDGT, again, not a foreign terrorist organization. And the reason that's important uh, is actually hits a little bit close to home. We have the case I think we've discussed from last month of the guy from New Jersey uh, who is a, a, Egyptian by uh by heritage, but born in the United States, went off to uh, Africa to join uh, a, an FTO group to wage jihad against America. And he was scooped up under one count of providing material support to a terrorist group, which is an authority you have under an FTO. So if he had gone off and joined the Houthi in December, he would have been perfectly within his legal rights to fire on U.S. warships. But because the group he went off to join was an FTO, we had a reason to indict him, bring him back here, and now we can charge him. So that's, and that is the, that is the uh, authority that we don't have now because of the way they chose to do it. So I'm actually referring to a long-winded way of saying this is terrorist light. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're explaining it that way. It's mind-boggling, and, and I'm sure that as people are listening right now, they're, they're saying to themselves, well, well, if there's even a chance that they might be a terrorist group and we can then be able to prosecute them here in the United States of America, why would we, why would we designate them otherwise if they were already designated a certain way? What was the point of changing the designation in the first place by the Biden administration? Well, the reason they did it in March of 21 was that they were busily uh, enacting their program of reversing everything we did, regardless of its validity. And this, this didn't escape that net. And what they wanted to do was start to advance some kind of peace process between the Houthi and, and the Saudis, get to some kind of diplomatic agreement on Yemen, which would allow them to claim a victory and then set up the bigger agreement they wanted, which was a new nuclear deal with Iran. And the removal of the Houthi from the list would please the Iranians, too, because if you're an FTO, who are the people who are providing the most support for the Houthi as an FTO? Well, that would be the Iranians. So you would have all sorts of authorities to go after them and their illicit oil shipments and all their other nefarious activities. But if you lift that, and we've seen the results of that, you have less authorities to do that. They don't enforce the sanctions. And the Iranians promptly run amok. So that's why they originally did it. But the other thing they're saying right now that's not factually correct uh, in an effort not to call people liars is that they didn't have time to do the FTO, that it's it's a it's an onerous process. And that is true because I participated both in this one and uh more closely in the one when we, we designated the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as an FTO. It is hard. There's a lot of resistance against it in the U.S. government. But unlike our process, which was from the ground up, we left them with the whole package. They have the file. We made the case. It passed the legal muster. Right. So all they had to do was get it out, update it with an intelligence update, and hand it to the Secretary of State. And it's important to note, too, that, that the issue here, I mean, there's a story from CNBC about this. The Red Sea attacks are already bigger issue for supply chain than the pandemic, according to uh, a maritime advisory, that the continued rebel attacks by the Houthis on cargo ships and tankers is now a bigger impact event for shipping than the early pandemic, according to the latest data from maritime advisory firm Sea Intelligence, which measures changes in vessel capacity. That's not good. I mean, obviously, this the, the longer transit around the Cape of Good Hope of Africa is having a significant impact. It's also causing prices to go up as well. It's also causing supply chain disruptions. So I guess the question then becomes, what do we do about it? Um, Biden ordered some missile strikes on the Houthis. I'll, I'll play this clip for you. I know you've heard it already. We played it earlier in the show, but he was asked if they're working. The answer is no. However, they're going to keep they're going to continue. This is what the president said. Go ahead. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes.
Okay, so are they working? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. I mean, I just, I don't even understand sometimes whether or not he really processes anything he says. Yeah, it's it's a confounding statement because I mean the definition of insanity is doing the same failed thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But at this time point, he's doing it with U.S. taxpayer dollars, and these strikes aren't cheap. What is cheap are the missiles that the Iranians and the Houthi are lobbying at us, and every time we respond with a very expensive high technology. Uh, system. Not every time or when they when the few times they've ordered them, they've cost us a lot of money. So he's basically just wasting our money over there on a failed effort. I would rather they do nothing at all than than be a failure at it. And I think, you know, it just it, it, it shows the demand for either, OK, turn tail, come back here, bring everything back. And, you know, cede the space to the Iranians, say goodbye to Israel, all that that entails. Or, you know, stand up for the United States of America. We have such enormously capable men and women in the region. We have given them incredible uh, equipment. And if you're if you're going to try to stop this and the two commodities that I would be most concerned about going up through the Red Sea are food and, and energy. And you want to prevent them from being a negative impact on Americans who are going to have to pay higher, even higher prices for gas and for groceries, you know, you've got to put a stop to this. And the idea that we're just going to sort of drift into a stalemate with the ever-looming possibility of getting involved in a horrible war in Yemen where everybody hates us, it's just, it's mind-bogglingly irresponsible. Dr. Victoria Coates is with me. She is the vice president at the Davis Institute for Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. By the way, the president of the Heritage Foundation went viral yesterday uh, for calling out the West. I, I, I love this. I mean, it was great. We played it on the show. Everybody's heard it. Fantastic job calling out these elite. Dob- the, my, my two favorite people at the WEF this year, obviously him and the president of Argentina, uh, Javier Mele, who's just fantastic. But when you're, but when your boss, the president of the Heritage Foundation, went there and called out the WEF and Davos as a bunch of elitist snobs trying to control our life. I, I mean, people were cheering him on. It was great. Oh, it, it was, I think it was a watermark moment, both for Kevin, but also for the Heritage Foundation, because when the he got the invitation a little bit ago, and, you know, we discussed whether it was a good idea for him to go, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit I lobbied against it. Just because I would have done I've the never, same thing if I were you. <laughs> well, I've never been to Davos, but I have a lot of friends who staff the president in Davos, and the logistics are a horrible nightmare. It's really, really hard to get in and out of there. The hotel situation is extremely tight, and they had made a condition that he could bring no staff. And as a former staffer, you know, I find that shocking. How could he possibly function, uh, you know, without a staff? because that's what makes us necessary. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's perfectly well, logical. I've been a staff <laughs> member. You've been a staff member. We, <laughs> you know we, what it is. We, we exist to staff our principles. It's why we're there. I was say, and no free-range principles. You've got to put your foot down. <laughs> so I, I, so I, I was just worried they were going to use the logistics to punish him and make his life really miserable. Uh, he decided he was old enough to make his own travel arrangements. <laughs> Uh, and like Jimmy Carter carries in bag. And I'm so glad he went. I mean, he just he hit it out of the park doing media. And then when we had the event yesterday morning, he just let him have it. And he did it with a smile on his face. He did it courteously. It wasn't personal. And, you know, nobody rushed the stage or cut him off or anything. But boy, did that message get out that the American people are not in favor of this. And you all need to be prepared for a potential very significant change in Washington, D.C. next year. And you all know what that can look like. And so get ready. Buckle up. And it was just it was, I think, such a critical message coming from the right person at the right time. I agree. And I loved his point about science, you know, and he brought up the <laughs> biology issue about science as they're all lecturing us about science and, you know, eating bugs. I also think, too, uh, today, Representative Scott Perry and a number of other uh, Republicans uh, put a bill in to defund Davos, saying, why are we paying for, for all these elites to go? Why are we paying for our people to go? I mean, is, is there any value to this thing anymore at, when we know that there's a global agenda? They, they want the United States to give up our sovereignty for this disease 
X, you know, that they keep talking about. They want the United States to cede sovereignty when it comes to environmental policy. What really is the point other than for us to go there and, and, and play defense if it's a Republican president or to go there as a, if a Democrat president and go there and say, yeah, we're all in on giving up United States sovereignty. I mean, what, what is the point of this thing? There, there is none. And, you know, it used to have a very high-level business function to it. And I was talking to a, a senior investment uh, fund manager friend of mine today who wasn't there and has gone regularly in the past. And I asked him why, and he said that it, there's just no buzz about it anymore. It's, it's literally something that's supposed to be a very high-end business engagement forum, which has become, as you just said, a kind of woke social program, globalism program. And, you know, the, the true movers and shakers aren't, aren't doing business there. You do have people like Jamie Dimon, you know, obviously a very important uh, business figure in the United States, but he's not there to do a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. He's there, you know, to sort of participate in things. Now, to Jamie Dimon's credit, he actually pointed out a bunch of things like Trump was right on NATO. Yeah. And which was which was fantastic. But no, there's no point. We shouldn't be playing for all paying for all these private planes, belching their emissions to be flying senior administration officials like John Kerry to Davos. It's just it's ridiculous that 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 is just wasteful taxpayer money being you know thrown after years of bad. So I, I strongly agree with Representative Perry in that and that effort. You know, prior to becoming the vice president of the Davis Institute for Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation, you were the um, national security advisor for President Trump, deputy uh, secretary of energy. You, you've had all kinds of different very high level titles. So I'll ask you this this question with regards to energy. Do you think that when it comes to carbon offsets, is that not the biggest scam in the world? And do you think the mafia came up with this themselves or was it somebody even 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 a smarter person who was able to say, yeah, you want to burn uh, private jet oil? Yeah, burn it and we'll we'll take your money and we won't cut down trees. We were going to not cut down anyway. I mean, it's it's such a scam. Well, just to clarify for the record, I was the deputy national security advisor and the senior policy advisor to the Secretary of Energy. So, In my Secretary mind, you Bruce. were the Secretary of Energy. I love Dan <laughs> Briet, but in my mind, you were the guy. No, God forbid, Dan's listening. He's going to get me. <laughs> uh, but no, carbon, I mean, these offsets are literally modern-day indulgences. You are paying for your, your, your sins uh, with money rather than with actual repentance and change of behavior. And so it's it's just, I think, exposes the utter rank hypocrisy of this movement that, yes, you know, they're going to, to assume this great moral authority that they're saving the planet and we horrible Neanderthals are just hastening the demise, but yet they can't possibly give up any of their fossil-fueled comforts. And so they come up with this just ridiculous shell game to kind of wish it away and make it look like they're still virtuous while they belch away uh, their emissions. And one of the things we're working on this year is an exposure at Heritage is an exposure of this and the actual climate costs of the way the green movement is conducting itself, both through this kind of activity, through how environmentally damaging your favorite things, so the wind turbines are, uh, you know, all of this. It's, 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 you know, the emperor definitely has no clothes on here, and we, we just need to, to not continue to allow them to impose these ridiculous structures on us in the name of, in the name of climate. And it's just such a scam. I mean, I love that. I love it's you know there's the story about Taylor Swift. Yeah, fly your private jet and then virtue signal and look good by buying carbon offsets so that they won't cut down trees in Brazil that they weren't going to cut down anyway, or they'll plant new trees in exchange and you'll be net zero. I mean, what a scam! So that people can run around and say I am net zero. I love, but I actually love it. I I love it the same way that I love the fact that Dubai hosted the the COP28 climate summit as they're building. (laughs) new islands to drill like i I love i love the fact that it's just an open scam and they're not even hiding from it well and guess where it's going to be next year it's going to be in azerbaijan one of the great great oil and gas producers because nobody else would take it and you know the conversation i was at cop this year i mean i (laughs) 
uh, just to see what was going on. And I wanted to be on an oil rig. Can, I, can we get COP28 to literally be on an oil rig in the Gulf or something like that? That would be fun. Well, we could definitely do it in Baku in Azerbaijan. You, you can see the oil rigs from the, from the window of your hotel. They're just right there in the seat. And so, you know, I, I think this is... What's, what's interesting about Baku, just along those lines, is their oil, uh, their oil refinery capacity used to be called Black City because it was so dirty and was so polluting. And because the technology has advanced so far and they, they've really embraced that, uh, they now have rebuilt that as White City. And it's, going, it's, it's still in development, but it's going to be a wonderful new, modern, uh, clean element to to the cityscape and so you know that's kind of a monument to how you do this responsibly you know heaven knows i don't want taylor swift flying by a private plane god forbid i were on it and it would be such a disruption uh i don't even know how she'd get through the airport imagine tsa uh but so you know that's ridiculous for someone like that you know to propose that they should do that and you know lord lover she certainly made plenty of money uh and if she can afford it then that's her business if that's what she chooses to do. And it's not anybody else's. Well said, well said. All right, before I let you go, i got to bring in uh, Henry for this one. And this is the big story of the day today. It's brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. And that's Owen Tippett. I mean, out of control. <laughs> that, that, that score, electric. Ele- right, Henry? Oh electric. Gosh, yeah. And on a great goalie like Jake Ottinger, too. I mean, you just don't expect, you know, Owen Tippett, of all people, to come out and give you a little spinorama into the backhand. But, man, what a goal. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really magical. And, and they're having a hell of a run at it. What's, what's, I think the, the great Philadelphia story here is that he was what we got for Claude Giroux, mm-hmm. for our wonderful captain, who had a number of, of shots like that in his career in Philadelphia. My best friend who works for the Flyers, she used to amuse her son by playing those for him. Uh, he now plays uh, varsity hockey, not surprisingly. But but Tippett, you know, took some time. He was young, and it took some time to develop him. And to have him coming into his own as Jeru's successor here is is really wonderful for the organization, which has meant so much to the city. I mean, if I had been telling you we said goodbye to the Eagles after one playoff game and we're talking about how far, not only that the Flyers would make the playoffs, but how far are they going to go? You know, that would have seemed a ridiculous conversation to be having six months ago, but that's where we are, and that's the magic of it. That's are we best. talking Stanley Cup here, you two? Uh, At some point. I don't know if it's this year, but yeah, not, who knows? I wouldn't say this year because I just don't think they have the high-end scoring to do it, but, man, they have built a great foundation this year with their defense and their hustle. So, yeah, it's, it's in the cards in the near future. I agree, and I'm a huge Danny Breer fan. I actually oh, yeah. have my Danny Breer jersey from when he was a player here, so I, I've dusted that out and I wear it to games. I think he's really just brought a wonderful, just innate hockey sense to the team. Well, Owen Tippett gave us what we all needed yesterday, some joy in a city that's so mm-hmm. bummed out. I mean, we're so freaking bummed out. <laughs> you know, that, that, that goal was just uh, amazing. Well, as always, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you always making uh, time for us because you are in high demand, Dr. Victoria Coates. Appreciate it, my friend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the snow. Of course. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. You know, I'm, I'm insulted by uh, Tony's email today. I do try to check my email during the show as best as I possibly can. Um, but Tony said, when did this become the whip? There's no way Rich would recognize Owen Tippett in a lineup. First of all, my son loves hockey. Uh, Patrick, Patrick loves sports, so I love watching sports with my son. And right now there's nothing to watch because obviously the football, the, the football games are not till this weekend. So I, I came in last night. He was watching the 2021 Chiefs versus Bills uh, playoff game on the NFL Network. Great game. It's a great game. But actually, that was live for a second. So I was about to start tweeting out, like, go Chiefs. And I was like, whoa, hang on a second here. Um, so then we switch over to the Flyers game. My son likes hockey. He, he does. And my wife, her family, you know, she's from the Adirondacks. That's all they do up there is drink beer and play hockey. There's nothing to do up there but that. You know what I mean? It's a frozen wasteland. <laughs> and, and you play hockey. Everybody there, when you're born, you're basically given a pair of skates. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, here's your skates, kid, and go, go play. So 
Yeah, and I bet you could pick Owen Tippett out of a lineup just because he's a, a nice redhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plus he'd be in a Flyers uniform that has his last name on the back. Yeah, that, that would help too, yeah. I would just say turn around. Oh, you're <laughs> Owen Tippett. Oh, man. Uh, actually, of all, and of all the games, I'll tell you a little inside baseball trick here. Inside hockey trick, actually. Of all the games to get to go to, in my opinion, the easiest games to get to are Flyers games. Why is that? Well, because it, it it's just less chaotic than going to an, first of all going to an Eagles game is chaos, mm-hmm. you know, with the tailgating and everything like that. There's not a lot of tailgating that goes on at Flyers games because it's freaking cold. That's fair. So you know, and and the games are usually at night. So I don't know. It's just it, it just seems easier. Plus, I think it's easier for us to get tickets through Odyssey. Quite frankly, yeah, it's true. Um, then it, we certainly can't get Eagles tickets anymore. So no. No. You know. Uh, well, so there's that. Also, to that point, like I also think that has to do with just how poorly the Flyers have played over the last decade or so. That's uh, true. You know, there's, <laughs> there wasn't, I mean, every other year there was something to cheer about, but even then you kind of knew, like, eh, this wasn't, this isn't very good. This team is worth cheering for. They play hard. They play tough, play great defense. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the parking lots will start filling up some more for some tailgates soon enough. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, tailgating for wing bowl was always a blast because that would start at three a.m. So yeah, I was, I was born what? I was born too early, too soon. No, you really were. Yeah, born too late, as too the song late. goes. Yeah, born too late. Uh, we got a big five o'clock hour coming up. We're going to talk to um, it's the return of Dr. Wilfred Riley for we'll talk about all things that are woke. I'll ask him about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Um, there's a whole big analysis of DEI at universities. I want to kind of go a little deep on this one with you, because when you find out some of the salaries they are paying people uh, at, at these colleges and universities for this DEI nonsense, it's going to blow your mind. So I'm going to share some of that with you. And of course, we'll look at New Hampshire. Hampshire. We'll look at Iowa. We'll look at the state of the race and everything that's going on there as we get closer and closer to the New Hampshire primary, which is Tuesday. And Trump's going to win. No doubt about it. The only question is how close will Nikki Haley come in and um, how poorly will Ron DeSantis do? Will he break? Will he break double digits? Those are the questions. That's what we're watching as we head to the New Hampshire first in the nation primary on Tuesday on a very snowy Friday, but it's beautiful out and we're here and we're live. It's Friday and a snow day and we're here and we're live. So great to be with you today. Um, And I'll tell you one other thing. And that is that we've got some great events coming up, including your chance to laugh on Thursday, February 1st at Parks Casino for Comedy Night with Joe Conklin. That's coming up. And your tickets are only 20 bucks. Include your first drink free. All you got to do is go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. I'll be the MC along with Mike Baldini. We'll have some great comics there. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is Thursday, February 1st. Our big event with Terry Hayes, The Year of the Locust, is coming up on February 7th. Get your tickets today by going to 1210WPHD.com. Before that sells out, we got a lot of great opportunities to hang out together in the next coming weeks. But don't wait because these tickets will sell out. All right. 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up for you straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.